What's going on, gang? How the hell are you? What's shaking? How you doing? You okay? Everybody all right? Got some fucking updates for you. We've been living life. We've been making waves, you know? I just got a new uh, puffer jacket. You know, these like down jackets. I gotta say, this is my favorite thing I own. They're so fucking soft and you, you walk around feeling all big, you know? All poofy. The winter is all about being poofy, baby. Poofy is back. It's back in style. You know, I think it's all thanks to Lizzo. Lizzo is a very talented 800-pound singer. You know, who would have thought? But, you know, I think she's she's making it trendy now, I guess. But, yeah, don't gain weight. But, you know, poofy clothes. Poofy clothes are where it's at. Um, I guess you can gain weight if you want to. But just know, I'll tell you this. Your life gets shittier. All right? I've been on the other side of it. I've been fucking... I've been fucking fat, you know? I've been a big boy. I've been there. It's harder to breathe. You start sweating a lot. You leave fucking butt sweat on things you sit on, all right? Less people want to have sex with you. It's not fun, all right? Don't believe the bullshit that people tell you about positivity. Because in the real world, there's no fucking room for positivity. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. Um... How the fuck are you? That's one way to start the episode, you know? I'm just laying here in bed. I was waiting for some uh, some Instagram questions to come in. Um, Yeah, let me just say something. Let me just say something real quick to everybody out there. If you don't like board games, fuck you, all right? How about that? How does that make you feel, huh? I know a lot of people, every time I, what did you do last night, love? Oh, I had some friends over, you know? We played board games, a little double date. Ooh, that's what they go. They go, ooh, immediately. As soon as you tell people, yeah, we played board games. Ooh, what the, what the fuck are you ooing at? It's fun. It's competitive. You get to drink, you know? It's a fucking good time. I don't understand why anybody shits on board games. It's a goddamn blast, all right? I got like fucking, and, and it's a perfect date. It's such a fucking good date. Board games play some fucking i forgot how fun uno is i had like six people over here the other day we were all drinking playing uno and andrew collin was here he doesn't drink but we had a goddamn blast get uno's like four bucks fun for everybody i mean holy hell you skip like you're playing that skip card you're like that's right you piece of shit you fucking fat bitch you got skipped you know you're having fun it's a good time Oh, you thought you were going to go, Susan, did you? Well, you just got fucking reversed. How about that? Uno. Uno, you slut. <laughs> it's fun for the whole family. It's a rowdy episode already. We're only three minutes in. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this, folks. Uno's a fucking great game. Uh, we, had, we had a great house rule where you couldn't say people's names. You have to give them a nickname. So everybody's just fucking roasting each other the whole way through, you know? I got called a lot of mean things. But it, it, it's fun. It comes with the territory. My brother had a date over, too. And every time one of us would say something, the, you know, that she'd be like, that's terrible. That's, you shouldn't say that. That's offensive. L let me just tell you this. She's not going to get my endorsement, all right? Let me just say that. But, yeah, fucking board. You want to have a fun little double date together. 
get get a fucking board game going, baby. Get a Monopoly. You know, Monopoly's at Target for eight bucks. It's on sale. How do I know? Because I bought it a week ago. Now it's on sale. I'm a little pissed. All right, but if I, I'll play fucking Scrabble. I'll do it all, baby. Gin rummy. It's, it's fun. I don't understand people that hate this shit. What do you do for fun if you if you can't fucking do that? You can't enjoy a little game night with the bros. You know, what's what's with you? But I hope you guys are doing all right. Got a lot of good questions here. Um, for one, what else has been going on with me? I've been boxing a lot, going four days a week. I'm loving it, baby. I'm loving it. I got my uh, my Holy Grail gloves, you know. I remember, like, what, even before I started boxing, I went to go interview this, like, famous boxing trainer for this old podcast I had back in the day. And when I showed up, there was this fighter he was training, and he had on these white Reyes gloves, and they're, like, a really great glove company, you know, for boxing gear. And he was just doing such beautiful work. He was practically dancing with the heavy bag, you know. It was just throwing these so fast, these super quick lightning punches, hitting it hard. And I was so goddamn impressed. I was almost horny. Like, I was almost turned on just watching somebody be so good at something, you know. And I remember thinking, those are the coolest fucking gloves I've ever seen. And then I, uh, when I started boxing, you know, you, you start with, like, a fucking $15 pair of gloves, you know, if, if you guys had taken, like, a boxing class or something like that. But then I went and, like, splurged back at the time, you know. I, I was wanted to spend, like, 80 bucks on gloves. I ended up spending, like, 100 That was, like, a big fucking splurge for me, you know. And I remember seeing those white gloves that I wanted, the ones I saw in the gym those years before. And they were too expensive. They were, like, 200-something bucks. And I was like, fuck. Like, you know, I wish I could afford those one day. And I just recently got them. And, oh, my God, do I love them so much. I mean, I got on my, on my little, uh, I got, like, a bookshelf. And on top of the bookshelf, I got these these gloves and then two bottles of, of whiskey, you know, and a little bottle of vodka. Man shit, baby. Man shit. I feel like fucking Hemingway in here. You know, just uh, laying up at night writing about the war, even though I was, wasn't alive during any of them, you know. The night was dark and the men were tired. That's That's how I feel. So after I record this, I'm going to go get a little work in. I, I'm, I'm doing pretty fucking good in this Slim Thickums Challenge, baby. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. I'm down a pretty decent amount of weight. I don't know how you guys are doing, but fucking keep it up. All right? Get focused. Don't don't fall guilty to being winter and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to eat everything. I'll burn it off next year. No, you won't. All right? Start today. Start now. Get it together, baby. Let's fucking reel in the ship. While everybody else is gaining the fucking 20 pounds on Christmas, we're going to be down seven. All right? Let's fucking, unless you're like already healthy and in shape, then don't lose weight. All right? I don't want you to fucking be thinking. I I hate it when people who are already skinny or already at a healthy weight try to lose weight. It's like, just fuck, stop. But just be healthy, you know? But. Yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty goddamn good. We're still in this contest. It ends on the 22nd. I'm probably going to post before and after photos, even though it's not going to be that crazy of a update. But your boy was pretty fucking fat uh, at the beginning of this challenge. Let me tell you, I was I was tipping the scales. I mean, I got a picture of, of the three of us when we weighed in for the contest, and uh, we're all in our boxers. Woo, you know, not good. I don't know how I got that fat. I think I got that fat because I was in a relationship. When you're in a relationship... I mean, as a guy, I felt like I was just getting real fucking comfortable, you know? Just eating everything left and right. Let's go to dinner. Fucking two Poke Bowls a day. Shake Shack. 
you know, just going nuts. It's because you already have somebody that loves you. So you're like, yeah, they love me for me, you know? And especially she liked, like, being around a bigger guy, so. It would just fall so fucking guilty. Who cares if I gain 100 in a month? She's there for me, you know? Can you fuck pass a couple of those chips? But, you know, it, once, you, once you're excited about, like, you know, you're excited about somebody or you're getting back out there or you're single again, people start getting in shape. You, that's like whenever a girl's going through a breakup, she starts fucking doing yoga. You know, she buys new leggings. If she buys black leggings, she's about to fucking, you know, she's doing it normal. She's going through the breakup well. She's focused. She's exercising. You know, she's doing the right thing. If she buys purple leggings, watch out. All right. This is going to be a slippery slope. She's about to become a yoga teacher. About to be a lot of annoying Instagram posts. About to be very long paragraphs all about the challenges. All about the challenges and what she's learned and her spiritual journey. This is what purple leggings do, okay? So if you're going through a breakup and you're trying to decide what color leggings to buy, all right, you go for the black ones. Keep it simple. Keep There's no reason to get, do a different color with the leggings. Keep it simple. If you want to have fun with it, get those leggings with the little see-through on the sides. You know what I mean? Let people know you're still a little bit of a freak. You still like to tease. It is what it is. It's nice, okay? But you don't go purple leggings. That's where people start losing themselves. All right? Keep it simple. That's my advice to you. I got I got some leggings. I wear them under my, my shorts, you know, when I go box. Makes me feel like a hot slut. I'm like, oh, is that guy checking out my ass? I hope so. Is that guy checking out my cock, my dick print? He better be. You know, we all like attention. But I got a secret weapon I'm gonna I'm gonna do for this weight loss challenge. There's a, I'm gonna go to the Russian Turkish bathhouses here in the East Village. Um, I'm just gonna fucking sweat out as much weight as I can in the last couple of days too. Just lose a bunch of water weight. They have these famous Russian Turkish bathhouses here in New York, where uh, it has two owners and they it's been open since like the '60s, and they hate each other so much that they refuse to work on days where the other is working and they split up the profits. So like when that guy, like the week that that guy's working, it's completely separate business profits from when the other guy's working, which is just so goddamn hilarious. You know, I can't think of like something funnier than just two grown old men just hating each other so much yet. They own a business together. (laughs) Is that not so fucking funny? Imagine owning a business with somebody that like, you can't even be in the same room as you're like I I can't even go over receipts with this guy. I mean, fuck that guy. That's so funny. So I'm excited. You know, these last couple of days I'm gonna fucking get in there, do some swimming, get in the get in the steam room, eat a bunch of fucking cucumbers, you know, and I do mean that in the gay way. That's gonna be how it goes. I'm making some changes, baby. You know? Um but yeah, so the, my one and my one fucking guilty thing that I just can't stop, and I don't think I don't think I'll ever stop, is Coca Colas. I just can't stop drinking them. They're just so fucking good. I mean, a red can of Coke. It's like the perfect branding. You immediately want it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, it's it's got like eight thousand grams of sugar in it. You know, there's enough fucking sugar in there to kill a horse. Just fucking stop a rhino dead in its tracks to give him a sip of that. But I also, I, I don't wonder if 
Coke is not as bad for you as people think it is because, like, that guy Warren Buffett, I was watching a video of him and his, like, chief financial officer. They're both in their 90s or some shit, and I'm watching them do interviews, and they are fucking sharp. I mean, sharp to the point where they're making the interviewer look fucking stupid, you know? In their 90s, and the whole time they're doing these interviews, their shaky hands are holding a can of Coke, and they, they drink it every fucking day. So I wonder... If it's almost like that that level of sugar and poison in your body keeps you like more fucking aware, you know? I think it either kills you at 37 or it makes you a genius when you're 90. I, I can't wait to be old. I mean, the older you get, just the more people let you get away with being a piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's You could just say whatever the fuck you want. Old people like weirdly get this pass to just be racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, but it's it's like our I wonder what my generation that I, I don't think that's gonna fly because like our generation didn't grow up racist you know what I mean I, I wonder like at the worst like what would be when my generation is in their 70s what are gonna be the things we say to our kids or our grandkids at Thanksgiving you know if the planet's still alive but what are our our grandkids gonna say oh my god grandpa you can't say that I don't even know. I really don't even know. Everything feels so fucking like progressive to me already. I can't. Th- I can't even think of something. I'll tell you what. I watched recently this uh, Hillary Clinton interview that she did with Howard Stern. I got to tell you, amazing, amazing interview. It was like a, it was like two hours long. It was really incredible. I mean, Howard Stern is just on another level. Just, but that interview, like, listen, Hillary Clinton. We all know she killed Jeffrey Epstein. She's probably personally responsible for the murder of a lot of people, you know. But, however, in this interview, she came off so fucking personable. I didn't even know that was possible. And I realized, like, when she was running, she was kind of really putting on a face for all of it. But when you hear this interview, I feel like you actually see her. And I got to say, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. There was even a moment she was telling a story about, uh, about her mom and the way her mom was growing up. And uh, I remember she told this story about, like, her mother's life was really, really difficult. Like, very fucking hard. Like, a a brutal life. And uh, she asked her, she's like, how did you get through all that? And her mom told her, when when things were the worst or when I needed it most, someone was kind to me. And she she told this story about, like, you know, like, uh, back in the day, there was no cafeteria in school. So her teacher would just be like, hey, Dorothy, I accidentally overpacked too much food today again. Do you want some of my food? And would do that every day. To not humiliate her, to not, like, make it look like she couldn't afford food, but would just go, yeah, I just overpacked again. Like, just to make sure she could give her food. And, like, when I heard that, I almost started crying. Like, I got so emotional hearing that. It was a fucking amazing interview, man. And I I remember my mom told me a similar story where she was like uh at one point in her life you know she was like alone and and broke and she needed to buy food for i think it was just my brother but she, and she was in a grocery store she didn't speak english in america and uh she she was broke and i don't even know how her plan was to pay for the shit but somebody in front of her just paid for her groceries i think she could just tell whoever that person was like yeah this this lady's having a rough fucking day you know, and my mom still remembers that to this day. 
And, you know, we're hearing stories like that and even saying that now, it makes you want to do something like that for somebody else and fucking, you know, do like sacrifice either financially or, or your time for another person. It's actually, I'm after this podcast, though, I'm going to write down my goals for 2020, the things I want to accomplish. I got to tell you, putting together lists fucking works, man. I did it at the start of uh, last year and I crushed that shit. So do it. Write down the things you want to do. What's important to you? Put it out there, baby. You know. But one of my main things, I, I definitely want to give more of my time and energy to people, and you know, try to help folks out. Maybe do a little volunteering. You know, I think that'd be good. I think that'd be nice. But yeah, it's a good interview. You should definitely check it out. I think it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself. But regardless. <laughs> if you guys are enjoying the episode make sure to share it post post a screenshot put it online baby you know uh, tweet at us put it on your instagram story if you have an email send it into the show y-u-n-g daddy show at gmail.com that's where you're going to want to send it just want to give a quick shout out to the new patreon members as well uh we got lewis alexis regina and b coming in hot um, I think there might have been a couple as well. The shout out to everybody who's been joining the Patreon. It's five bucks a month to get an extra episode every single week, a premium episode. A lot of great guest episodes up there as well. So you can go check that out. Um, you know, go sign, support the family, be a part of the gang. Let's jump into some uh let's jump into some fan emails. I just put some aside here. Let's do this one. This one is called Virgin Squirter. Hi, Lev. I've wanted to write into you for a while. After today's episode title, I had to. I'm a virgin, but your girl takes care of herself. And upon doing so, I learned that I can squirt. I don't really know how many more details you want on that, but I always kind of feel proud of myself when I hear or see squirting being talked about, like it's some kind of unicorn thing, and I know it's my dirty little secret. I love that wording. It's my dirty little secret. That's hot. Somebody, I think Hannah Burner recently told me that like all women can squirt, but I don't know if that's true. I think we, we, we might have got into an argument about it. But I'm also one of those people who asked over IG if a hot dog was a sin, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Skip here to the question. If I were to ask a real question, it'd be this. I have feelings for one of my best friends. Classic. We've talked about dating multiple times before. In the end, he said he's attracted to me, but wouldn't want to ruin our friendship if we dated and it didn't work out. I respected this, and we've gone on being friends. If anything, our honesty and respect for each other in talking about this made our friendship better. I have the self-esteem to know that there is no worth in liking someone who doesn't like you back. I moved on trying to date other people with mutual interest and investment, but my feelings always go back to him. Now I'm at the point where I don't feel like I can be such good friends with him and continue to suppress my feelings. So for me, not dating has actually ruined our friendship for me. I get that. I hold the position that dating would make our relationship better, but whatever. Recently, he has re- he's wanted to hang out more, and I do want to spend time with him, but I know it will mean more to me than it does to him. My heart says to let him know how I feel again. My head says not to say anything and just continue on with the friendship, knowing where he stands, and decline invites to hang and give myself the space I need. Thoughts? Thanks for reading. If you made it this far, I love the pod. Your candid and hilarious take on things and your realistic advice. Um... I hope you're doing well. Uh, good luck with the Slim Thickums challenge. Thank you so much. Well, I just want to reread really quickly what he said. He said he is attracted to me, but he wouldn't want to ruin our friendship if we dated and it didn't work out. I think that's a fucking cop-out answer whenever guys give it to you, you know? I really do. Because for one, it's like if you really... 
I just I was I was telling somebody this just last night. Like love is the best part of being alive. It's really the best part. You're lucky to ever experience it, and it's always worth taking a fucking shot on, even if it means you're going to be upset in the end. It's worth going down that road, figuring out if it works, figuring out if you're capable of being with somebody. You got to take that shot. You know, you might want to say that to him. You might want to express that and see if that's enough to make him go, all right, fuck it, let's try it. And also, like, realistically, if you guys like and love each other as much as you do, I think that even if you break up, you'll still kind of find a way to be in each other's lives. And it might take time, but that's probably the way it'll be. And if not, then it is what it is and that, that, that it's not supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to be in each other's lives. But to me, I also think maybe, does he know you're a virgin? Because I also think guys kind of have this fear of taking a girl's virginity and then they think like, oh, this girl's going to be fucking obsessed with me now. You know, it's kind of this like naive thought that we have. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, I mean, shit, if you tell him you're a virgin squirter alone, that might fucking change his mind. He might be like, oh, you know, you know what? Fuck what I said earlier. I, let, let's, let's do this. You know, let's jump in. You never know. I think uh, if I were you, I would I would have a drink with him, and I would I would express how you feel. That's what I would do. Roll the dice, take a little bit of a fucking gamble. Don't come in too hot. Kind of gauge him out. See where he's standing. It, it, does it look like he wants to explore it a bit himself? You know, that's my advice to you in this situation. If if not, then I would say give yourself that space you need. You know, if you're getting feelings for one, for for one of your best friends, like that, you know, give yourself that room. That's what I'd say. If it's not enough, you know, like if 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 after even you know if you if you're vulnerable with him, you really tell him how you feel, and he's not into it, and he just wants to keep it the way it is, give yourself some space, dial it back, start to get over it a bit, and maybe you'll you'll get to a place where you're good at being friends again. But that's really all you can do in this situation. You know what I mean? Also, maybe, uh, well, you could like play the sex route. You could, you, you know, you could send him like a hot text or you could, you know, st- start flirting a bit, get a little dirty. But at the same time, that, that might not even be the best way to start the, the relationship the way that it is. I mean, it might work too because you've already been best friends. You know, I'm just thinking out loud here. Because you're already best friends and you know each other, like maybe you could just be like, hey, what do you think of this new panty set I bought? And you just have it on you. You know what I mean? What do you think of my new purple leggings? Thinking of teaching a class. You know? See what he says. That might be enough to make him go, you know what? I really do want to hook up with this gal. And she's already like one of my best friends. Maybe it makes sense. You know what I mean? Think about it. Next email called Trouble in Paradise. There always is. There always fucking is. Hey, Lev. So my sister's been with her boyfriend for the last five years. She's 21 now, and he is 22. About two years ago, he started working for our, our dad. We told him it was a bad idea, as my dad has a temper, especially when it comes to his work. He's a small business owner, and his work is our family's lifeline. About a year ago, my boyfriend stopped coming around. Oh, no, the boyfriend stopped coming around. We hadn't seen him at family parties or holidays, and he stopped working. He didn't just stop working for my dad, but he stopped working at all. My sister also helps him a lot. She helps him with laundry, groceries, cooking, cleaning, etc. 
And since he stopped coming around the family, my sister feels spread extremely thin. She feels pulled between two worlds. Okay. Recently, we found out that my dad was venting to a mutual friend and he said some harsh things. He basically said that the boyfriend needs to finish school because he spends too much money on his daughter uh, to let her end up with someone being beneath her. Putting it politely. The mutual friend told the boyfriend. Jesus, like a fucking uh, Russian novel here. The mutual friend then told the boyfriend, which is why he stopped coming around. So basically, your dad was venting. He was like, my daughter's better than this fucking guy. And he hears about it. He stops coming around. Um, The boyfriend recently told my sister and blamed her, saying that she doesn't stand up for him, but she didn't even know about it. She doesn't need to stand up for him. It's up to him and what he does and his work and his resume to speak for itself, I think, you know? Um, I mean, she should stand up for him, but regardless, like, what matters first and foremost is how he's performing. You know, if I felt like my daughter was dating a fucking bum, I'd be like, hey, you sweetheart, you're dating a bum. Like, I get it. You like him, but, you know... You want to end up with somebody that you're always going to be fucking taking care of? Um, I'm mad that this guy blames my sister and makes her so sad. She's a mess. She feels like it's her fault and that he needs to take her back. But I think he... T- and that he needs to take her back. But I think he takes advantage of her. She's always at his every beck and call and does everything for him. She goes to school full-time and works part-time. And he goes to school part-time and doesn't work. He has so much more time than she does, yet she's always helping him with his shit, which... And he never even offers to help her with anything. My question is, how do I convince her that it is for the best that they break up? She loves him so much, and I know she'll be devastated if they break things off for good. How do I get past her feelings and help her realize that he really isn't good enough for her? I know this was long. P.S. Love your show and your accents. That's a tricky one. That's a really tough one. Um, let me let me just think about it. I mean, I am brutally honest with uh, my brother and the women he brings around, almost to a fault. I mean, like, I there have been times where, like, literally, my brother brings a girl, and obviously, I love my brother very much. You know, he's also, you know, he goes by the name of Lizzo, um, big boy. But he, you know, I love this dude. But he'll bring around a date sometimes, and then he'll go to the bathroom, and within like five minutes, I'll be like, I, I can't stand this this person. She's annoying. She's not fun. She's not, you know, she's not down to like laugh and shit. So. There's that. And I will express that and be like, dude, she fucking sucks. Like, I'll be very quick to say that. And it's not because I'm trying to shit on him. It's because I'm like, I want you to be with somebody that's dope. And from what I can tell, this is not that fucking person. All right. That feeling of her being cool and fun is not there. You know. And typically he's like, yeah, you're right. You know, he feels it too. He, It's probably his own suspicion. He gets it verified. Um, I understand not all people are like that with their siblings, where it's just brutal honesty. You know, I, I, I speak to my brother very openly and honestly about everything. Um, there's no real secrets there. But it, I would probably try to, I would probably sit your sister down, have a fucking, you know, go for a brunch. Go for a little brunch and, and talk it out and be like, listen, like, I just hate the fact that this dude, like, doesn't work as hard as he needs to. It doesn't look like it's going to change. We can all see that you deserve better. You know, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? How does that make you feel hearing that? These are these are all things that and there's nothing wrong with bringing this up. But I, I, don't, I, I don't know why it is. But for some reason, there's some women out there 
who like will really stay with somebody way beneath them that's a man like you know it's almost like that kind of like um i'm trying to think of the way to word it it's just like you ever seen the movie casino where james woods plays this pimp and he's like a real fucking slime ball but even still this girl who used to like work for him and hustle for him she still keeps going back to him and he she keeps giving him money and like you know and he's a piece of shit but she still keeps doing it it's just like the same kind of thing where like some women will like continue forgiving a cheater or even in extreme examples like still be with a guy who like hits them and it's like we can all from the outside go yo what are you doing like this is this is crazy you know what i mean like you have to respect yourself and take care of yourself but then that person just always seems to be with that person it's such a weird like psychological thing but and it's so hard to explain you know but a lot of people do that shit and they're guilty of it and you kind of have to like talk to your sister and be like you know what I mean? Like, I understand that you like, tell me why you want to still be in this. Just aside from the fact that you love him, because sometimes that's not the right reason. Sometimes you can love somebody who's not the best for you. You know what I mean? That happens to a lot of people. So it's like, it, it sounds like your whole fucking family wants, wants this guy to, you know, to step out. But also, I mean, the one thing I will say though, if he's 22, you know, maybe he can he can grow up and snap out of this shit. I will say that. I'm talking about this guy as if he's like 28 or 30. But if he's 22, like, you know, most of these kids are fucking useless at that age anyways. They're like college kids. So he might be able to snap out of this and grow out of it and, and get, a, get a real reality check. But that comes from his own personal desire of wanting to be better and wanting to make a change and wanting to fucking grow up. That's the only way that happens. You know what I mean? So... That's the other thing I think it needs to happen is like she maybe needs to have a conversation with him and go, listen, man, like you've been acting like a boy. If, if you're going to be with me, like I need you to start acting like a fucking man, you know, like a uh, an ex of mine, you know, who I've been talking to. She recently told me she was like, there's so many times or she's like, you talk so much about being a man and et cetera. And there were so many times in our relationship when I wish you would have acted like one instead of just being a little bitch. And I was like, yeah, no, 100%. You're completely right. You know, and you need to hear that shit because you need to do better. You need to, you need to have, you need, and it's like the same thing when relationships go wrong. Like you need there to be a body on the ground and you need mistakes to have been made to learn from them. It's the same thing as bombing on stage. When you fucking bomb on stage as a comic, you're like, all right, I see what went wrong. I see what part of it's not working. I'll take it back to the shop. Let's, let's, let's refix it. You know, let's try it again. That's the way you got to do it. That's the way life works. So I will say, like, as young as he is, like, you know, it's possible. You also got to tell you, maybe talk to your sister about setting some fucking boundaries and being like, listen, you can't sacrifice all your fucking time to be bent over helping this guy. Like, you got to l- take away the safety net of doing a shit for him. Let him, he either handles him to himself or he doesn't, you know? It's like, she's not responsible for everything this guy does. And I think she really needs to learn that and set some fucking boundaries. I think that's important. Um, I hope that was helpful. Uh, yeah, I think just conversations need to be had of you need to man up and also talk to her about setting some fucking boundaries and actually acting on them. You know, that, that alone can make some quick changes and she needs to call him out on his shit. Be like, you're, you act like a fucking kid. I got to do this for you. I do like what, what, you know, who does that? 
fucking get it together. Get hungry. You know? Um, next email. What does this mean? So I've been dating a guy for a little over a year, and about three months ago, I got out of the shower. When he showed up, I was in a towel on my bed drying my hair. He started playing with me under the towel. Okay. And it led to passionate good sex. As we're fucking, he starts biting my thighs and legs. Totally normal. Then he puts my foot in his mouth and starts sucking on my toes, which is not normal for us. I was shocked since he's never done that before and never did it again. Do you think he has a foot fetish or what? Or do you guys just want to try some things once? Should I ask him about it? I don't want to shame him for any kinks, um, but I need to know what to do and how to approach it. Um, I, I talked about this on the podcast before. I've totally done that before where I've like never like I never did that. One girl I was I was having sex with. Like in the middle of sex, I put her toes in my mouth just because like you just felt an impulse. You're like, just do it. Just try it. You know, you're so turned on. You're horny. You just kind of want to do something, you know. So that's that's really all it can be. I, I, I don't think it's anything worth worrying about. And I think if anything, open up your mind a little bit, sister. Get a little fucking freakier, you know. Take his balls. Put them in your mouth. You got to one up him. He got one foot. You got two balls, right? Well, I don't know if I worded that right, but you get what I mean. So keep, you know, keep fucking around. Keep playing around. I wouldn't think anything of it. I don't think it means anything. And even if he does have a foot fetish, who fucking gives a shit, you know? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? I mean, how old are we here? We're worried about a fucking foot fetish? Huh? That's what we're fucking afraid of? Um, Next one. Hey, love. Self-centered or insecure? We're all both, baby. I was talking to this guy for a while through Hinge, and after our second date, we both agreed to just be friends. Based on the fact that our relationship feels more friendly than romantic, but I'm now discovering being friends with him is almost worse than dating him because even though we've established this boundary, he has this fatal flaw. He only talks about himself. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he texts me every single day about himself, his roommates, his artsy aesthetic, or his parents who love him dearly. That's probably why, you know, when kids are just told that they're so fucking special and they're amazing. And, you know, they this is what happens. Um, and can't go over there. They never ask me anything about my friends or family or myself. And anytime I bring up myself, he gives me some bullshit response and goes right back to himself. We aren't even dating, but it still feels like he needs to validate his existence in some way. The other day he texted about some vintage chairs he bought and this fancy Spanish wine he was going to cook with. And honestly, it came off as so pretentious that I'm becoming repulsed by the idea of even being his friend. Yeah, this guy sounds like a humongous douche hat. Um, It constantly feels like he's trying to compete with me or convince me that he's the greatest hipster to ever, oh God, to ever grace the earth. I'm so grossed out right now. He wants me to be so excited by his life, but I'm so over it. Listen. People, even if like somebody has a lot of money, any person who spends a lot of time talking about the shit they have or the objects or the material or this kind of stuff, it's just a fucking asshole. And typically it's because they're terrified of actually being vulnerable and actually being, you know, open to somebody. It's all insecurity. It's constantly overcompensating. Um, And a lot of fucking hipsters are like that. So many of these hipsters that like have fucking rich finance bro parents who just love them dearly and these kids are like fucking wearing ripped jeans in Williamsburg talking about how fucking how tough the world is fuck off um 
Is it worth it to stay friends with this guy if he's constantly humble bragging about himself to me like he's trying to impress me? It's starting to feel tedious texting him all the time when he never seems to care what I have to say. Thanks so much. Love the pod. Hope you find your squirter soon. Um, this guy sounds like a fucking douche canoe. You know what I mean? Gee, this is just on your second date, too, and you're getting this much of, of these vibes. I, I just say next it. There, I say fucking next all the way. I mean, what a cockbag. You know? I don't like this one bit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay? I don't. Um, Let's pick out one more here. All right, this one looks a little long, but it's Patreon gang, baby. Hey, Daddy, please keep anonymous. Also, Patreon gang. What's up, baby girl? I've recently rekindled a thing with a guy I was seeing briefly a year ago and was very into. Remember, folks, if you like the fucking pod, share it, baby. Tell a friend. Post it online. Take a second. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Do the right thing. Join the fucking Patreon. You know, let's love each other. Let's support each other. Um, I was seeing... I recently rekindled a thing with a guy I was seeing a year ago and was very into. We've now been texting for over a month, like two to three times a week, hanging out almost every weekend and banging. I sleep over there almost every time, and sometimes I try to leave early, which he's not a fan of. I wasn't really quite sure where this was going as we never talked about it. However, last weekend we went out with some of his friends, and we had a few misunderstandings where we both got upset at different points in the night because we thought the other was flirting with someone else. In the midst of this, some feelings came out from both ends and we were sort of forced to admit that we do like and care about each other. Afterwards, he was super nice to me, asking me to stay late the next day and to do something after, but I couldn't because I quite honestly had things to do. What has me questioning this is that he only texts me a few times a week. He always initiates hangouts, but it usually ends up being with his friends as well, and usually alcohol is involved and we never talk about anything serious. He's a very social guy. I'm attracted to that, so I can't really be mad, but if he liked me... Wouldn't he try to spend more time with me alone and get to know me? He also just seems a little flaky. Last weekend, he asked me in advance to go on a one-on-one date, but then the day of, he texted me to go an hour in advance, which I thought was bullshit. So I had already made plans since I thought he was flaking on me. Um, anyways, are we both just awful communicators? It sounds like a, it sounds like a little bit. You guys should probably have a talk about... Uh, be, you know, communicating better and scheduling better together, or is he just not into me? I honestly cannot tell. Every week I go between being super into him and then thinking he forgot about me because I don't hear about hear from him for days until he texts me and then I get all all excited again. I get fuckboy vibes from him, and I know you said that just means a guy isn't into you. On the other hand, sometimes I wonder if I take the don't be a, too available thing too seriously because I never text first and leave early. But that's because I genuinely am used to guys chasing me if they care, I am genuinely busy right now with career stuff. Should I forget about it or just be honest and ask him what the hell he wants? Sorry if this is long. On a personal side note of gratitude, love the podcast. Thanks so much for doing what you do. You really helped me get over my last breakup. I was absolutely heartbroken over a very short but passionate relationship when I found you and I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I was able to discover my own issues in relationships. There you go. I love it. I love the responsibility. And I'm now working on fixing those. In addition, I used the breakup to change my career path, which has given me so much purpose. I also joined a boxing gym. I'm in an amazing place right now, seeing people having great sex, yet keeping the standards high. That If that's not the fucking motto of the goddamn podcast, I don't know what is. Love you, too. Fucking love you, too, girl. Good shit. I hope to see you live one day come to Chicago. All right, listen. I don't think um, what I guarantee is happening is you guys are probably not great communicators and... Uh, He's probably thinks that because you want to leave early or times that you're busy or 
if he texts you, you know, he's always the one, probably always the one initiating, like you said. Um, and he texts you and you're like, oh, I have plans. He probably feels like you're not that interested. So it's this back and forth. If you guys are both probably interested in one another, yet because of texting and the way that communicating works and him feeling like I always have to initiate the date, she's she has plans all the fucking time, all these little tiny stupid fights, you guys are sh- appearing to be less interested in each other than you probably are. What you should just do is just is uh, get together, like I said, have a fucking drink, and just tell him, like, listen, I like you, okay? Get it out of him in a way, you know, be your flirty, seductive, sexy self. Get on that page. You know, you women, you know how to do this. You know how to, you know how to like, finesse it. Get him, to, get him to admit he likes you if you think he does, you know? And just be like, yeah, like, we can we get better about communicating? Because I want to spend more time with you. That's it. You know, it sounds like you guys are doing the exact same thing to one another right now. That would be my bet. I would. That's what I would do. Um, and keep me posted on that. But just be real and be open and be honest. You don't have to go like balls deep, but just show that you're genuinely interested. That's all you got to do. Do that first. If, if you're having issues finding out if uh, a guy likes you, maybe think, am I showing him that I like him enough? That sometimes is the problem. If I'm a guy, I'm always initiating. She's always busy. She always has plans. Like I'll start to feel discouraged and disheartened and be like, all right, fuck it. You know, Maybe I'll just invite her when I'm around friends, see if she wants to join. That's what happens. So make it clear. Make yourself clear to people, guys. Let your intention be known, always. If you just want to fuck somebody, let them know. That way you don't waste their time. If you just want to, you know, if you're actually interested in somebody, let them fucking know. Take a risk, man, you know? And uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for being a part of the gang and a part of the family. I appreciate you. I hope you share the app. And I'll see you guys on Thursday, baby. Cheers. dark darlings hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos we're a small crew here at something scary so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule so that's why i want to tell you about our sponsor monday.com monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere i really enjoy the visual ease of using monday.com It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.